Our prayer time is not to get something to happen. <clears throat> our prayer time is really to tap into what the Holy Ghost is already standing by, ready to move into our life to do for us. Because of the will of God. He knows the mind of, the Bible says he has the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ too, but if you read it, it says the Holy Spirit knows what is the mind of God. And that's what he's helping us to pray about. And he's standing by, and his power is standing by, rather re- ready to uh, bring something to pass in our lives. So he's, our prayer time is really not to get something to happen or to make something happen, but it's tapping into what is already happening. <laughs> you know, what God's already doing. In other words, tap into the power of God and cooperate with it because the Bible said we're laborers together with God. Isn't that right? And so the, the, the power of God, you need to understand that the power of God is, is standing by in your life ready to do some things for you. Uh, it's, it's, it's God's, God's got a plan and we don't have to twist God's arm to bring that to pass. His power is wooing over that, endeavoring to get us to respond to the power to cooperate with him to bring that to pass. Because God's put man in authority on the earth. That's the reason it is that way. People don't, they don't understand. Well, why would it be that way? It's because God really put man in authority on this earth. That's why the verse we quoted in the offering, what we allow, heaven will allow. And that's why that is. And so if we don't know what God's power is laboring to do in our lives, then uh, we might labor in a different direction and really never experience what God's plan was. You know, a man might think, well, I'm called to... uh, uh, the ministry, whenever God didn't call him to ministry, he just called him to help somebody else, you know. I mean, that's called the ministry too, but you know what I mean by, I'm called to lead a ministry. Well, you might, you might be trying to labor in something. I've seen many pastors do that. I've had Dr. Dufresne ask me questions about ministers sometimes. Do you think they're called to be a pastor? And I said, well, brother, I mean, Dr. Dufresne, whenever God asked Ezekiel a question in the Old Testament, he answered, oh Lord, thou knowest. So I said to him, Dr. Dufresne, you know, you tell me. He said, no, you tell me. I said, Lord, you taught me, Dr. Dufresne, you taught me. When the general's in town, the sergeants ain't got nothing to say. I'm trying to plead my case. He said, no, I'm asking you. And I went around about three three or four times. He said, I'm asking. He got mad. I said, okay. I I don't think he's a pastor. He said, I don't think either. Well, praise the Lord. So sometimes they're laboring in an area that God's not laboring with them. Paul said, I labor according to the God laboring in me, how grace was laboring in me. Anyway, so uh, Acts chapter number 2, while you're, while you're going to Acts chapter number 2, let me just say something about Acts chapter number 4. I was referring to that. Let's, we won't turn there, but... Acts chapter number 2, the Bible says they were threatened and commanded not to preach anymore in the name of Jesus. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all the chief priests and elders said unto them. And so they started praying, Lord, thou art God, made heaven and earth, so forth and so on. They quoted scriptures. Then they told God in about seven words, and now, Lord, behold, they're threatening. Six words. And uh, told God what the problem was and said, grant to thy servants with all boldness that we'd speak thy word. Amen. They were asking for boldness. They weren't praying for power to come. They had already been endued with power in Acts 2 where we're going. Right? So uh, prayer is not to get God to send power. Prayer is, is, is really to tap into the power. And, uh, and if, he asks for, if you're going to ask for something, ask for boldness to, to tap into that power. Step out into what that power is already laboring to do. God's power. They didn't need to pray that God would labor to enable them to uh, witness. They just needed to say, Lord, give us boldness. We yield to that power. Because there's threatenings here that would make us want to draw back and not yield to that anymore. So in Acts chapter number 2, you're there. I think, did I tell you to go to Acts 2? Uh, we know this passage in Acts 2. We can just start in verse number 1, King James Version here. Former treatise have I made, oops, that's chapter number 1. I, I, okay, chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly <clears throat> there came a sound from heaven. 
Now, this sound was like a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. The sound, the wind, the Holy Ghost filled the house. But there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire set upon each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Really, the whole house was filled. That, that previous verse said the whole house was filled. They were all filled also with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there, dwelt, there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now notice this. Now when this was noised abroad... The only noise we have record of so far is that sound. When this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. Now they heard them speaking in tongues. But before that, the whole city must have heard that sound. So every man heard them speak in his own tongue. So I'm, I'm bringing that up because... It's important for us to understand that in the book of Acts, we see them praying, tapping into the power of God, don't we? In Acts chapter number 2, this act, what we just read, was the result of what it said in Acts chapter number 1 they were doing. They were all in one accord in prayer. Amen. God had said that he was going to pour out the Spirit. They were there in prayer. They were there in faith. They believed that or they wouldn't have been there. In fact, the Bible said there was more that God wanted to be there and they weren't there. Over in, what is that, 1 Corinthians. But so they're there because they're in faith. Amen. And power was manifested as a result of their faith and their prayer. Amen. Now this is the initial outpouring of the Holy Spirit. How many of you know the Holy Spirit is now here? <clears throat> Amen. Now, um, the, there's a lot of things that you and I, God, the Bible said you'll receive power after the Holy Ghost come upon you. There's a lot of things you and I can't do in our own power. That's right. Oh, yeah. In your life right now, there are things that without Him, you can do nothing. <laughs> in my life, in, in the church here, in the, in the future plans of the church, in the ministry and so forth, what God's calling us to do. There are always a number of things that you really can't accomplish by your own ability. But how many of you know God didn't really ask you to accomplish it by your own ability? He just asks you to tap into power. That's what he wants you to do. Amen. Because he made his power available to put it really uh, for us to put uh, to use to get us into the place God wants us to be. Right. Yes. Yes. Amen. I came here tonight not to get God to do something, but to tap into power. Because <laughs> the power's working, the power's laboring in the realm of the spirit to get something to happen. But God needs our agreement. He needs our cooperation where he's laboring together with us. Amen. Amen. Now, here in Acts chapter number 2, this is when the Holy Spirit was poured out into the earth. He had never been, the Holy Spirit had never been a resident on the earth before that. Now, I I don't mean that in the Old Testament he didn't come on some people, the king, the prophet, and some people, Gideon, the Bible talks about the Holy Ghost coming on Gideon, uh, and so forth, mentions a number of people, but he didn't live in them. You understand, he was upon them to do certain things, but but the Holy Spirit himself had not come into the atmosphere of the earth to to make this earth his residency. But on the day of Pentecost here, he left heaven and came to dwell on earth. Amen. I said, amen. Hallelujah. The reason he did is so he could make his residency in every born-again believer's life. Oh, I like that. Amen, amen, amen. When Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan, even, when, even then, the Bible says the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. See, he still wasn't here. He still came out of heaven. The Bible said he came out of heaven and descended like... So he, he resided on Jesus... But, but he was, this was not the, the place, the earth was not his residency at that time. You understand what I'm talking about? And so 
on the day of Pentecost, he made his entrance into the earth to reside, to be the ever-present companion of the church, the body of Christ. He goes with you and I wherever we go. So in one sense, he's in us, but in another sense, he's really covering the whole earth. Because, how many of you know, people can get saved anywhere on the planet today. If they hear the Word of God. Isn't that right? People can get healed anywhere on the planet today if they'll believe on the Word of healing. They can be, I mean, they can be in their car. They can be in some other country. And the Holy Spirit will be there to to work with that Word they believe to manifest it in their life. So, um, we're going to spend some time looking at this here tonight before we pray. um, Because... Sometimes we get the mentality in our thinking that we're praying so that power will be sent from heaven. The power already came from heaven. Jesus was the power of God when he was here on the earth. And that's why people sought to touch him. But he couldn't be everywhere at one time. So he said, it's expedient to you, and the disciples must have been marveling at this. It's expedient, meaning to your advantage, that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the Comforter won't come. Remember that? Talking about the Holy Spirit. And the Amplified brings out the Holy Spirit. The, the name for the Comforter is uh, Helper. This is John fourteen sixteen through 18. 16 verse says, says, Counselor, Helper, Intercessor, Advocate, Strengthener, Standby. Amen. The Bible said also another place, He'll teach you all things. Can you imagine the disciples hearing that when they had been able for three years or however long it was at that time Jesus said that. It's probably about three years, a little over three years. Uh, Can you imagine them hearing that and them thinking, you know, every time I've had, I've wanted some counsel, some wisdom, some insight, some help. I can just go to Jesus and he'll talk to me. And you're saying it's better that you leave? They probably had a challenge in their thinking about that. Then a lot of Christians today would think it'd be better for Jesus to be here. Well, Jesus said it was better that he leave so that the Holy Spirit could come. Now, here's one reason why. Because Jesus was the power of God then, and to get to the power of God, you had to get to Jesus. And if you lived in another country, you might have to spend a lot of money to get to Jesus. And by the time you got there, there's probably too many people around him anyway to get to Jesus. Amen. I mean, it happened even in Jesus' day. But, but, the power of God's still available. And it's not just in one location where Jesus' physical body was. Amen. And, and the Holy Spirit is a spirit. And that means he's not confined to a physical body. So you can be at home and tap into the power there. You can be in church and tap into the power. You can be driving to work and tap into the power. I got one of the biggest financial miracles of our lives, driving in my car, just getting off the exit, or getting, getting really on the highway from the exit in North Liberty, I don't know how many years ago. One of the biggest, just, just poured it out my heart to God, started pleading my case. The anointing came on me to help me plead my case. Yes. And before 10 minutes is over, I, I got a call and had the miracle. Yes. And they had been saying no. Yes. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory I wasn't even in church. <laughs> I wasn't even folding my hands. Wasn't even on my knees. Glory to God. And power was right there in that car. Tapped right into it. Glory be to God. And so uh, the Holy Spirit came to this earth. And he came through that upper room. But he didn't stay in that upper room. The sound must have been, I can't even make, we probably can't even make the sound. Probably sounded like 17 freight trains or something more like that. I mean, coming into that upper room. But it didn't stay there. It came out and went all over the earth. And now the Holy Spirit has blanketed this earth. He made his entrance at a place where people were believing for his entrance, waiting for his entrance. And that's the way God is. Every, everything he does in the earth, he has to come through faith. Yes. 
<clears throat> Amen. But that was the initial outpouring. He's here now. Right? He's here now. We don't have to go to the upper room to get baptized. I, I wasn't in an upper room, the, the upper room over in Jerusalem whenever I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Were you? When you got saved, were you in the upper room over there where he's poured out? No, he didn't stay there is what I said. He was right where you were. He's over this whole earth. <laughs> Hallelujah. He didn't stay there. Say, he didn't stay there. Hallelujah. So, think about this. If the power is present everywhere, then it's not up in heaven at God's disposal to send it where he wants it. Because God's in heaven. But if the Holy Spirit is down here, it must be at our disposal. Amen. It's our job to know how to tap into that power whenever we need it in an area of our life and, and uh, make use of it. What I'm saying is the power might be present, but it's not always in manifestation. The Bible says in Luke chapter number 5 that the, Jesus was teaching there and the power of this, start verse 16 down through verse whatever, 26, something like that. The power of the Lord was present to heal them because Jesus was there. It was there present. Literally, the Greek says they're present with him. That's why it was there. It's because he was there and the spirit of the Lord had come upon him. It wasn't just everywhere on the earth. So it was there with him. And the Bible says it was present to heal them. And you know, not a one of them got healed. Because the man let down through the roof wasn't there yet. So the ones that it was present to heal, none of them got healed. Well, if it's present, why wasn't it in manifestation? Because there's only certain things that bring it into manifestation. And let me tell you something. When you have a need, you need to know how to bring this power into manifestation. (laughs) And it's at your disposal. You are the steward of it. And learning how to bring it into manifestation will change your life. You'll start living an empowered life. Not just a life like everybody else in the world where this, you know, you get what you can get and you work your fingers to the bone. And try. No, you're working with power. Yes. Power is going to do a lot of things for you. Yes. How many of you know it's a lot easier with power? Yes. It's a little like these exoskeletons they're making now for soldiers and people that work with heavy loads. I don't know if you've seen how they're working those now. And there's machines that you can get into to actually help you lift things. It supports your body and your limbs. It's mechanical. I guess, I don't know, electromagnetic. I don't know how they do it. Some of you are looking at me funny. You don't, you, you, you'll never watch YouTube? <laughs> These kind of things are interesting to me. You know what I'm talking about. I don't waste a lot of time with it, but I do see it sometimes. Like, that's really cool. And these soldiers can pick up 500 pounds, you know. Well, that's like, that's like stepping into the power. You can do things you couldn't do before. You remember the Holy Ghost came on Elijah in the Old Testament. He outran the fastest horses in the land. The king got, the king's always got the best horses. And he outran the king's chariot. How'd he do that? He put on that exoskeleton. You couldn't see it. It was the power. Holy Ghost power. (laughs) Glory to God. And when you do, when you put on, when you learn to strap on the power of God and step into the manifestation of it, bring it into manifestation in your life, things that were impossible now become possible. Yes. Things that uh, the, 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 there was much opposition against in the spirit, you were able to bust through that. Yes. Amen. Amen. Things you didn't have the money to do, you can get the money to do. Things you didn't have the right, uh, you, you didn't know what direction to take. The Holy Ghost will show you which direction to take. Amen. That power can reveal, that power can enable, that power can, can cause you to speak under an anointing and cause things to come to pass. Not that you have to wait for the anointing, you just got the word, you understand. But there's things along this line we need to understand. And so, uh, are you glad you came tonight? Yes. Our job is to know how God's power, to, to number one, know that it's present and it's available everywhere, and then know how to bring that into manifestation. Because yes. it's not always in manifestation. Jesus, that in, in Luke 5 there, Jesus said uh, the power was present 
but it, it didn't manifest. Right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we, want it to, we want to learn how to get it to manifest. Yes. Praise God. Now, um, when the Holy Spirit came here to reside on the earth, He became the constant companion of the church. And uh, He's basically here telling His disciples... Whenever he said, you'll be endued with power on, from on high, that he would, uh, whenever he said, excuse me, whenever I'm going to send another comforter, expedient for you that I go away, I'm going to send another comforter. Ba- basically, he's saying that if you look up the Greek, it says another just like myself. Another comforter just like myself. In other words, not a different one, just like myself. Say that out loud, just like myself. <laughs> Jesus is speaking just like himself. In other words, anything Jesus uh, or everything Jesus was to the disciples, the Holy Spirit is to us now in the earth. Pastor, I don't know where you're going. Well, just don't unhook. Stay there. We'll, We'll get there. If he was their counselor, he was their comforter, the Holy Spirit is that to you today. And you don't have to go to the upper room. Believers need to stop looking for power to come and start drawing on the power that has come. It's living right on the inside of them. They're the temple of the Holy Ghost. And when we pray, we're drawing out answers. We're drawing out direction. We're drawing out wisdom. We're drawing out uh, ability from on high to do things that we had not been able to do. It's not like we're praying for God to send something. Am I preaching all right tonight? And so the disciples were not left with less than what they had when Jesus was here. People today, they kind of have that doubt. Oh, Jesus was just here. The Bible said, say not in thine heart. Oh, who will send up into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Don't say that. That's unbelief. It's unbelief in the one he sent to take his place to do the same thing he did. Who's not in Jerusalem where you got to run over there. He's right on the inside of you. He's on the inside of you. Whenever you leave, he's on the inside of you. If you take vacation over here and you go somewhere to California, he's with you. If I get on a plane to preach in Africa, he's with me. But he's also with you. What a plan. And he's not less than what Jesus would do himself if he were here. Praise God. And so when Jesus returned to heaven, the Holy Spirit arrived. He was sent. And uh, he's doing the exact same things that Jesus would do. Praise the Lord. Now, um, today, he's the power of God. Now, go over with me to, uh, well, just, just, uh, you can go to Ephesians. I'm going to quote Proverbs 20, verse number 5. Counsels in the heart of man like deep waters that a man of understanding uh, will draw it out. A man of understanding will draw it out. In other words, there are things in the spirit of man. And it's much bigger than just counsel. Bible says in the New Testament, we have this treasure in our earthen vessels. We have this treasure. The, the, the Holy Spirit coming into us has brought a treasure. Counsel is just one thing. A treasure means a whole bunch of things. Counsel, strength, wisdom, direction, ability, bust through power. Is, is greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. That's all inside of you right now. Don't pray for power. Don't pray and try to get power. Tap into the power that's already in you. Oh, glory to God. He's living right on the inside of you. He's the power of God. Get you through opposition. Meet needs. Make impossible things possible. And here, get this, he'll break yokes. How I many of you know the anointing shall destroy the yoke? I've had times in my life, oppression tried to get on me, depression tried to get on me, and I started drawing up from what's on the inside of me, and it just broke it right off. Yeah. Seemed like a dark cloud starting to hang over me, you know what I'm talking about? But I tapped into that, and that dark cloud just dissipated. Everything you need is just 18 inches below your nose. <laughs> Hallelujah. You develop faith, uh, you develop faith to tap into his ability, it'll do you a whole lot of good. Rather than running to the phone, running to a friend, running to pastor, running to Ann, that's for baby Christians. 
Don't get upset because I told you the truth. Amen. That's for baby Christians. It'll hinder your faith to try to do that the rest of your Christian life. That's right. I didn't say at the beginning it'll hinder your faith because you, you, you're just learning. You're just, I mean, how many of you know when a baby's born into a family, they don't just require that baby to do everything. They help them do everything. But as that baby grows, they don't do everything for them. And that's the way spiritual babies are supposed to be. They're supposed to grow up and they're not dependent on somebody else to do all their praying for them, get all their answers for them. Amen. Look to the one who's living right on the inside of you. He's not just in there as a hitchhiker. Take me back to heaven, please. Take me when you go. I want to go back to heaven. No, he's in there to counsel you, to comfort you, to strengthen you. He's your four-barrel carburetor. They don't even hardly make those anymore. But, you know, I just grew up in a different day, all right? My dad's 400 Plymouth had a four-barrel carburetor. It was a puke green ugly car. But, boy, it had... It had power. You'd be going down the road and it's going along all right. You just go hit the gas. You hear this. And there's nothing like it. That's where I got addicted to power. My dad's 400 Plymouth. <laughs> we, my brothers and I were talking about the other day, the time we got it out on Interstate 81, we hit 110 and the front end of that thing started getting light. We said, we, we better let back that thing down. <laughs> You know, it's the mercy of God that Pastor Jay's here tonight. I, I gave the devil so many chances, but anyway. Uh, praying mamas, praying grandmas, all those things. Saved it. But, okay, Ephesians 1, 15 through 19. Go over there. Hallelujah. We said that the Holy Spirit, the greater one in you, will do all those things, counsel you, comfort you, strengthen you, all those things. But look at this. Ephesians 1, starting in verse 15, Paul prayed this prayer for the church. It's good for us to pray it. He said, After I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. What's He wants us to know? Want us to know. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know, here it is, what is the hope of His calling. That's basically who you are in Christ, if you analyze the whole thing. And what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints? That's what you've inherited in Him. So who you are, what you have, and what is the exceeding greatness of His, of his power to usward who believe. According to the working of His mighty power, they wrought in Christ uh, when He raised Him from the dead and set Him in His own right hand in the heavenly places far above. All these forces of darkness, principalities, powers, root, might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So he wants us to know who we are, what we have, and number three, he wants us to know this power. In other words, what you can do. What what can you do with this exoskeleton on you? In you and on you. So... I want to spend the rest of this part of the service here talking about this. He wants us to know the exceeding greatness of His power that He wrought when He created heaven and earth. Hmm? No? That He wrought when He split the Red Sea. Oh, no, I'm talking about when He he did the miracles and multiplied the fishes and healed the sick and so forth. Is that the power he's talking about? No, he said the power that raised Jesus from the dead. In fact, that he didn't just say that. He said the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe. There's a whole lot of things in there you can't miss or you'll just see, right? You'll just miss the whole thing he's saying. According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. So that's the greatest display of power this earth has ever seen. Do you realize that? The splitting of the Red Sea. Now, somebody said, why was that? The splitting of the Red Sea wasn't, is what I meant to say. But why why was that the greatest display of power this earth has ever seen? Because it tells you that he raised him from the dead and set him in his own right hand, far above the forces of darkness, really. You see those four categories listed. Principalities, powers, might, and dominion. Every name that's named, not only in this world, the world to come. It tells you it raised him from the power, out of the dead, in opposition to all those forces. 
Those forces tried to keep him from being raised from the dead. So to raise Jesus from the dead was not just a resurrection, just a simple resurrection like happened in the Old Testament when the prophet raised the woman's son from the dead, something like that. This was much more power needed because all of hell was opposing this. And to raise Jesus from the dead, all those forces had to be defeated. That's right. That's right. So this is the greatest display. That's why I said the exceeding greatness of his power that was ever displayed on this earth. Praise God. And that's pointed at you. That's what it means. To us word. It's pointed to believers, all believers. In other words, it's, our, it's, it's in our direction for, to, for us to, dis, to, to uh, uh, display, for us to experience, for us to uh, put to use in our lives. To get us, just like it put Jesus in his rightful place. Yes. This power is in our direction to put us in our rightful place. Yes. You in your life personally, whatever's opposing you, you got power to get you in your rightful place. Yes. What God's called you to do, nothing in hell is big enough to stop you. Yes. If you'll tap into this power. And what God's called us to do as a church, us to do as pastors, to start another, to another church, oh, nothing in hell can stop us if we know how to keep manifesting that power, manifesting that power. It's towards us so that we can manifest it by our faith, by the kind of prayer that brought it into manifestation in Acts. We see it in James 5, makes tremendous, this kind of prayer makes tremendous power available. See, it's present, but it's not always in manifestation. When it's in manifestation, it's available. Now, let me, let me, let me understand. There's some things I've got to explain about that. In other words, the power is always present. It's here, but it's not always doing anything. There's certain things that bring it into manifestation. I remember in high school, in biology class, they, put us, they, they taught us about it in the, in the textbooks. They said, you put this chemical and this chemical together, it'll fizz, it'll explode, and stuff like that. And then they said, okay, come back here in the back. Yeah. And they said, put these goggles on. And put this, put this lab coat on. And put this mask over your face. What are we going to do? We're going to watch what we just talked about in the book. And here you got a chemical. I don't even remember what it was now. But then they got this little thing over here. And they said, okay, put those goggles on. And, and, and you put that in there. And just. that's what you got over here. You got power over here. And you got faith over here. And God's saying, my power is available. Mix your faith with it. Yes. Yes. And there'll be an explosion. Yes. And it's not a destructive force except for the enemy and destroy his work. But it's, it's something to enable you to get into all that God's planned for you to have. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think we ought to get real good. Spirit of Faith Family Church is getting really good. They're getting better and better. We're all getting better and better. Tapping into the power. We do this correctly. We'll never have a, We'll never lose a single case. You know what always victorious means? It means always bringing the power that raised Jesus from the dead on the situation into the situation to where Satan can never win a single case. Always. Praise be to God. But I want to focus on this. Notice. Jesus was in hell. People just, they, they get all twisted out of shape and get themselves in knots about st- statements like that. But just read your Bible. It's in there five, six, seven times. In fact, in the Old Testament, it prophesied it. Yeah. Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Talking about Jesus. Very clear. The New Testament says it was clear to talk about Jesus. So whatever. Have a cow about it, whatever. But that's, that's your problem. The truth was, if he didn't go there, you are. Because he took the place. He took your place. And the wages of sin is death and, and, and spiritual death and separation from God. And that's the penalty. That is eternal separation. Except in Jesus' case, he was taken ours. And so justly and rightly, God could, God could raise him from the dead because it wasn't his sin. He was just taken ours. And so whenever that power that raised Jesus from the dead came in there and, and quickened his spirit and made him alive again spiritually and, and then uh, started raising him up out of there, it just splattered demons against the wall. 
I want to see that video. Don't you want to see that video? I, can you imagine the screams and the yeeks and the, oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. And so that power, that, power, that, that wasn't his rightful place. He, that was our rightful place, but he took that penalty, and God then said, okay, now I can raise you from the dead, because that wasn't you. You were taking their place. And so he took that place, but he didn't belong there. He belonged, ascended to the right hand of the Father. That was his rightful place. That's where he is today. And power didn't just raise him from the dead. We just read it. It, it raised him, it, it destroyed all the opposition of the enemy that opposed it. It raised him up out of there and got his body and made it alive. Yes. Power's working to do that. Yes. And whatever it has started to decay for three days or whatever, it rejuvenated that. And then it didn't stop there. It took him all the way up into heaven to his rightful place. Praise God. First of all, he took his blood up. Amen. Put it on the heavenly holy of holies. And that's why it's not a judgment seat anymore. It's a mercy seat. Hallelujah. So <laughs> that's what's in your direction. To usward means towards us. God's power is not towards creation right now. It's not towards the animal kingdom, towards whatever. It's towards the church. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's in your direction. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And the fact that it's in your direction means it's at your disposal. It's towards the to us word who believe. That means it's faith. Faith means belief. Uh, belief means faith. So it's towards those who use faith and mix faith with it. That's why Jesus didn't say, when the woman with the issue of blood was healed, he didn't say, daughter, my power has made you whole. He said, your faith has made you whole. We know the power is involved. The, Bible, the, 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 the story actually tells us about the tangibility of the anointing that went out of him. But that's not what he said, did it? In other words, power was present, yeah. but it was present for everybody else there that day too. That's right. That's right. Just like in Luke 5. Yes. Yeah. You with me tonight? Yes, sir. It was power. It was, it wasn't, it's not a matter of God saying, okay, this one I'm going to heal, that one I'm not going to heal. Power is present for everybody. The Lord is good to all. His tender mercies are over all his work. There's nothing that he withholds. No good thing will he withhold from them to walk upright. There's, there's nothing he withholds. So what, what, what is the issue? It's an issue of man's faith that taps into that power. Amen. Hallelujah. My, my, is it clear? It's at our disposal. It's always present, but it's not always in manifestation to do its work. When I say in manifestation, it's not necessarily doing its work. So God wants, God's power is available to bring us answers, to get us past opposition. Amen. If you have something in your heart, God spoke to you about something he wanted to bless you with, and man and, and institutions and bankers, lawyers, whoever is trying to, say, they're saying no, 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 no. You can just laugh. Because you can just say the power is working. They, they might say no, but God said yes, and I say yes to power. Yes. Amen. And just stick with it. Just stick with it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's faith, isn't it? It's faith. So it can get you past all that opposition, get you into the next part of God's plan, which is your rightful place. And I'm saying this tonight, you can apply this to your life, but really concerning the next steps in this ministry. I don't know if all of us combined can do it. That's a bad place to get quiet. That means we get to tap in the power that can do what we can't do. <laughs> this is real living. This is, this, this is real living right here. <laughs> I don't know. Why'd you get quiet on that? I said all of us combined can't do it. Y'all went. <gasps> you missed the whole service. Everything I said. <laughs> The power is to us, word. Yes. It's in our direction. Yes. <laughs> to those who believe, not to go. 
<laughs> that doesn't put it in manifestation. <gasps> we should rename our church. Spirit of Faith Family Church, Power Manifestation Church. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Our rightful place is in what God said to us to do. When he said it, he authorized us to step into it. Come on, somebody. Did he say anything to you? That authorized you to step into it. And everything that opposes you stepping into it, you can release power. To just get you in your rightful place. Praise God, praise God. Say it's to us word. But we must, we must uh, you know, release it. Amen. So, notice these terms. The exceeding greatness of his power. Can you handle a little bit more? Paul is heaping adjective upon adjective here to describe this power that is in our direction. The exceeding greatness of God's power means it exceeds every other power. It exceeds demonic power. God's power and that demon power is not this equal, you know, it goes this way and then it goes this way. No. Demons are, are nothing. They seem big because people yield to them. But they're reduced to nothing, the Bible says. So God's power far exceeds demon power. It far exceeds your ability. It far exceeds your ability to calculate how you could ever get into something. Have you ever tried to calculate and there's just no way? That doesn't mean there's no way. It just means you don't know. Right? Amen. There's a way. You just don't know the way. How do you get into how he, you know, how, how do you get into the way he can do it? You just pray in the Holy Ghost, draw up power. He says, take this step. You take that step and something starts just falling into place. We've been doing that. I'll share some of that on Sunday morning concerning Kansas City. It's just, it's just, <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> you ought to try it. Some of you looking at me like, oh, I think I'd like that. You ought to just start trying it. How much, how much longer are you going to be a pew warmer? <laughs> it's fun. Get out there on the, over the aching void with nothing under you, but God said it. Just watch miracle after miracle after miracle because you're taking steps of faith that tap into power. It's a wonderful life. Hallelujah. I'm being real nice about the, the nice swift behind kick I'm giving you right now. <laughs> Poke your neighbor and say, that's what you needed tonight anyhow, isn't it? <clears throat> so there's no limits to this power. It's all sufficient. It's more than enough to get you into anything God needs to get you into, get you out of anything God needs to get you out of. It got Peter out of prison. It got, it got uh, you know, all the disciples out of prison. It, it just broke uh, chains. It broke locks. It broke, it broke down doors. It, did, it yeah. shook doors open. How much more do you think you need? That's all living on the inside of you. You think it can get you the money you need? Amen. Your job is to learn how to put it into action. That's one thing the Pentecostals who went before the Charismatic Revival knew a little bit about. They knew a little bit about tapping into this and getting it into manifestation. We're learning. (laughs) So it's greatness. Tell your neighbor it's great power. That means every, th- every other power is less than. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That makes, that makes a lot of things lesser. Isn't that right? If you look at the devil, in reality, he's a little reduced to zero, nothing. Amen. He likes to huff and puff, but that's all he's got. Amen. And so this less power, always remember that when Satan's opposing you. This is, this is defeated. This is less than who's in me. You never approach circumstances like, oh, this is big. Not bigger than the greater one in you. 
Might be bigger than you personally, but not bigger than the greater one inside of you. Goliath was bigger than David. But David never addressed him as a big giant. He called him an uncircumcised Philistine. You have no covenant with God. So the one backing me up is much bigger than you, little fella. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And guess what? Your lot is to live by this power. When I say lot, I mean this is your inheritance. The Bible says we're heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So you look in your account in Christ and you got resurrection power in there. As well as everything else. What have you been doing with it? Carrying it around like a trophy? Get it out and get it working for you. Let me tell you one way to get it working for you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah, that's faith. That's faith. <clears throat> expressions of praise or expressions of faith. Praise God. Put it to work. Assign it to the need. Hallelujah. It'll do exactly what it did for Jesus. Get you in the rightful place. Where's your rightful place? Fully blessed, healed, strong, fulfilling the plan of God. Nothing missing, nothing broken, full supply. Hallelujah. A blessed home, a peaceful home. All that God has for you. Hallelujah. So what's the opposite? Because uh, the Christian life is really a life of power. It's not just carrying a title around or something like that. It's a life of power. It is in a, it's an empowered life. Empowered to, for what? <clears throat> Jesus was in this low place whenever he belonged in a high place. And it was power that got him from there to here. So when we say uh, this life is an empowered life, empowered to do what? It's in a life empowered to, to come up to your rightful place. In other words... <clears throat> Uh, the Christian life is a life that's not beneath anything or being dominated by anything other than the power of God. Amen. 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 Take that verse over there in Deuteronomy twenty-eight thirteen that talks about being above only and not beneath. The exceeding greatness of his power will do that for you. It'll make you, it'll take you from where the enemy has you beneath something, which is not your rightful place. Your place is a place of authority. Your place is a place of always victorious. This is good preaching tonight, Pastor Dave. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And to be far above. That's your rightful place. Far above. Not beneath anything. The opposite of uh, being above is being beneath. Isn't that right? Your rightful place is far above. That's the place from which your authority extends. And all your victories come from. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're not living beneath something that's lesser than this greater power. Why would we do that? Well, just be because we don't know how to put the power in the manifestation. That'd be the only reason we would do that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it out loud, above only. That means always victorious, doesn't it? There's power in your life to do that, always victorious. Against temptation and anything that comes. 1 Corinthians 2, 5, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. See, our faith is in the Word, yes, but our faith is in the power. That's what you need to develop, faith for the power. Faith to bring the power that is all yours, already yours right now. It's, it's your present possession. It's directed towards you. It's yours to, to, to put, it's at your disposal to use it and direct it into different areas of your life. Hallelujah. Uh, develop the faith in that power to bring it into manifestation to do the work that you can't do. Hallelujah. If, if you get one thing out of tonight, get this. You're the steward of this power. You're the steward. Just like you're the steward of your money. You're the steward of your power, of, of, of God's power. It's yours too. <laughs> you're the steward of it. And so whether it's handled right whether it's able to do what it wants to do is really up to you and me. Hallelujah. Well, somebody's not happy about it, but people are directing their prayer towards God to do something, and He's basically waiting on them to initiate this power. 
Many people in the Bible were healed because they initiated something. People today are waiting on God to initiate something, and he's saying, the power's present. The power's present. Why don't you tap into it? Yeah, I believe it's hanging over our services like, a, like the ocean hanging over, uh, you know, our heads. And somebody just needs to poke a hole in that. Just boom. <laughs> Glory. That's how, you know, Paul and Silas got out of jail. They just tapped into it. They found they didn't even have to go to the synagogue to get it. It was right there where they were. Woo, glory. This is called power for everyday living. Not just for going to church. Everyday living. So you're really authorized to initiate this flow of power. Hallelujah. God's waiting on you and me. He's not... We're not waiting on Him. You know, the statement has been made, most everything you're going to get is going to be because you initiate it. I think that's a that's, that's, that's really, really sound statement. People are waiting on God, and He's waiting on them for, to step on into the manifestation. Step on into the power. Bring it into manifestation. Glory, glory, glory. Well, did you get anything out of that tonight? You have authority. This is actually one area of the authority of the believer. You have authority to assign this power. Not to your own whims, but to whatever it's endeavoring to work in your life. God's endeavoring to work some things in all of our lives. So it's, it's, it's basically waiting for us to open the door to it, us to, uh, you know, assign it, us to, you know, send it in the direction we need it. If you don't need it in one area, send it in another area. In fact, you need it in every area all the time, really. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So this is one area of the authority of the believer. The ability. The woman with the issue of blood, she was able to lay hold of that power in the area of her need. That power, she might have had another, another need at home in some situation. She had another need for that power. But she was able to lay hold of it in the area of her need. And the area that she laid hold of it for, that's the area it worked in. Isn't that interesting? I remember a story. You can stand up with me. I remember a story Brother Hagin told of a... Uh, he told a couple stories like this. Hope I'm not mixing two together. <laughs> but one man came up and he couldn't hear. He, he was in Brother Hagin's healing services. He couldn't hear. And so he came up for healing in his ears. And Brother Hagin said, what did you come for? He said, I came to, you know, real loud. He's talking real loud. I came for healing in my ears. I can't hear. <laughs> So Brother Hagin laid hands on him, ministered to him, ears open. He could hear a little watch ticking a couple feet away. Yeah. Well, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But he was also, had a limp and he had a cane. And so he, walked, he started walking back to his seat with that cane. Brother Hagin said, hey, isn't there something else you want? He said, you talking to me, preacher? Yeah, you. Isn't there anything else you want? How about that leg? He said, oh. He said, I can live with that. I couldn't live without here and I had to hear Do you think God's power was only limited to opening his ears? You think God was only willing to open his ears? No, he's willing to do it all. But he was satisfied. Mm. Let's just not be satisfied. What do you say?